It has been a tough time for theaters. The performing arts hasn't seen the same turnout it once did before the pandemic, and the decrease in ticket sales has led to scaling back productions. Now, to shore up this vibrant arts scene, the Bayless Family Foundation has awarded more than $600,000 in grants to four theaters across the city. Definition Theater in Hyde Park, Timeline Theater Company in Uptown, the Chicago Children's Theater in West Loop, and the Remy Bumpo Theater Company in North Center. We are joined by leaders of two of these theaters to learn how these grants might help keep the doors open and the lights on. PJ Powers is is here. He's the Artistic Director of Timeline Theater Company. Hi, PJ. Good hey, to see you. thanks for having us. And Jacqueline Russell is the Co-Founder and Artistic Director of the Chicago Children's Theater. Welcome to the program, Jackie. Thank you. Good morning. So I got to start with congratulations to you both. Thank you. That's amazing. Really thanks. thrilling. <laughs> How are you feeling, Jackie? Oh, just wow. Just over the moon. Very, just so honored, so grateful. Really good timing. All of it. Yeah, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Jackie and I were talking just before coming on on air about the state of mid-sized theaters, but both of which we, we run and how much it has has uh, changed and dwindled in recent years. So the Bayless family is making a huge, huge impact. Yeah. Let's talk about how much each of the theaters were awarded. So PJ Timeline and Definition both received what's called a stepping stone grant of $180,000 over three years. So start off with what this investment means for timeline pj it's it's huge and and the fact that it is a multi-year grant really really helps because it it is about planning for sustainability and planning for growth and as as timeline is preparing to move into the first home of our own ever in our 27 years um opening another new, congratulations thank you opening a new home in in uptown um you know, this allows us to really build our capacity towards that and pay for a lot of the, you know, maybe less sexy things behind the scenes, but yeah, operational tell us about that. What are you funding? We're funding really bringing a lot of our financial systems and operations into the 21st century um, and, uh, you know, trying to just modernize a lot of those things and, and stream, streamline them so that uh, once we are in our new home, you know, we can be much more effective, you know, things, things like, like payroll and, and accounting yeah. that, uh, you know, maybe are not as, uh, as, as flashy as costumes and, and beautiful but sets. But oh, so important. Oh, so important. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned that move. I mean, what's the reason behind it and what'll be different about this new location? Well, so we have, have rented space in a 110 year old, uh, church building in Lakeview for the past 25 years. And, uh, and you know, we've been busting at the seams in, in that space for uh, a very long time. So finally, we're going to build a home of our own and put down roots uh, in Uptown and really build a space for community gathering and, and education in addition to being uh, a theater. Yeah. And, and similar sentiments to what PJ just mentioned, Jackie, uh, Timeline's managing director told Block Club that its its funding is, quote, unsexy, but deeply necessary. I mean, what would you add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to raise money for things like this. And um, you just, it's really, you appreciate when there are funders who get it, 
who really understand the need to grow capacity and that sometimes those things aren't flashy, but they're so necessary to sustainability. Mm -hmm. The Chicago Children's Theater and the Remy Bumpo Theater Company were both awarded what's called a signal grant. Now, this is a single payment of $100,000, and it's a grant that's meant to respond to the needs of the community as well as help with operating costs. So similar idea there. Now, now what is that need that you're working to meet specifically, Jackie? So one of the things that we really saw coming out of the pandemic was incredible demand and, and need for more programming in Chicago public schools to provide more access to arts. And specifically, our work has become um, a really special program that is called ROAR. It's Trauma-Informed Arts Residencies. And we've been working with Lori Children's Hospital Center for Childhood Resilience to develop this programming that we feel is really in response to a lot of this, the chronic stress and trauma that we see in our environment today that children are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we find that there are just so many schools that are asking for this kind of work. And what we really have needed to do is to expand our teaching staff, our administration in order to, to meet that need. Hmm. Yeah, let's dig into that. So uh, you're talking about the Residencies of Arts and Resilience or WAR program. Uh, talk more about how that works and how you as uh, a theater, how, how you do theater with a trauma-informed lens. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it just, it seemed so, uh, basically it made so much sense to me having done a lot of work um, already in the autism community mm -hmm. where we have a program called the Red Kite Project and we really found that using theater um, as really an intervention for children with communication needs and um, and different interpersonal issues. We just found that theater artists are just incredible in those settings. And I began to think about what they could do for children that were experiencing chronic trauma and stress. And um, our partners at Lurie Children's Hospital, um, they were saying, oh, the best thing for kids in these situations is resiliency and it's hope and it's it's joy and mm -hmm. it's creativity and all the things that we're already about as theater makers. And so it's really getting a better understanding of mental health needs and also taking our experience as arts and creators and really bringing that into classrooms and spaces where children might for the first time really get to experience not only making um, theater, but also like great interaction and a lot about um, self-expression and about labeling and understanding emotions and what's happening to them. And ultimately, this work can lead to a lot of um, self-advocacy and agency. And what we want to do is get them really young and help them as they grow up and become better citizens and better contributors to our community. And what response are you hearing from the kids and their families? It's been incredible. I mean, it's, um, you know, we knew we were on to something and um, we found that we were having educators say to us, oh, I've had that child in my classroom for six months. It's the first time we've heard them talk in a group. And um, just the the impact we know that the arts can have on children, yeah. but especially children that are, again, in, in fairly critical situations is, is really powerful. And, you know, we actually took some of this work down to Texas and worked with some families from Uvalde after the, the shooting there. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really very powerful to um, to be with those families and to partner with social workers who really specialize in trauma and figure out like 
how together we can create programming that's really going to be impactful and, yeah. and helpful. PJ, you were nodding your head there. Say more about what you think uh, something like the theater and the arts yeah. can do for kids. You know, uh, Timeline also has an education program called our, our Living History Program. And since all of Timeline shows explore history and really make connections between past and present, we, we go into CPS high schools and, you know, go into social studies classes and history classes and civics, civics classes and, and tie what they're studying in class with the stories on stage. Right, right now we have a play called Notes from the Field that is about the school to prison pipeline. It's about the education system. And, you know, hearing responses from actual CPS students, how mm -hmm. they, they respond to it. And I was nodding my head because I, I also have lost count of the number of times we hear from a CPS teacher at the end of one of our residencies them say, I've never heard that kid speak before. And they were the one raising their hand, jumping up, wanting wow. to perform a scene. That's impact. With a professional actor. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's touching kids in just very um, different, inspiring ways. So since the pandemic, uh, we've heard and we've talked a lot about how the performing arts still struggle when it comes to attendance and, and audience. How are things now? Tell me they've gotten better, PJ. <laughs> they, they, they have. And, you know, I think a lot, a lot, have, a lot of ink has, has been, been written about. And there's data that, that shows that attendance, you know, isn't what it was. Subscriptions aren't what they were. And, and donations aren't. But I don't think that is the, the full story. Um, you know, there still is a great vibrancy to the Chicago theater community that is unlike any place else in in this this country yeah. and you know one of the other recipients of this grant uh, definition theater um was not with us today but they're they're another great success story just like timeline they're preparing to build the first home of their own um in in woodlawn yeah. and so you know that that story is worth trumpeting as much as you know the headlines of oh audiences aren't aren't coming back right and this grant is just oh so timely right uh, what have you all been doing to address that pandemic lull jackie well you know it's interesting i was just talking before with pj about how as soon as everything opened back up again at the at the end of the shutdown we just had parents just desperate to get their kids into programs um our education programs just really took off i think because for for most of us, we recognize that theater really can help children with those um, interpersonal skills and to suddenly be away from screens and to be interacting with mm -hmm. each other and taking turns and collaborating and all those things that you get when you're putting on a show together. And so we've really found that suddenly education started leading the way for us mm -hmm. and the classes and camps were just filling up and um, we did start putting on shows again and really finding people coming to the theater uh, again because that shared experience that no one was getting to have during yeah. the pandemic, people were really seeking that out. And I think initially it was slow, people were afraid, um, but I think now there's a recognition yeah. that it's safe we can be back together again it's definitely impacted how hard it is to put shows on things are more expensive now um, we need a lot more personnel um, there's still a lot of times when you have to potentially cancel a performance because of a COVID outbreak mm -hmm. and so these are things that we're dealing with that are kind of still with us but we are seeing people are 
back. And yeah. um, if anything, it's really just trying to make sure that we can meet the demand, especially because at the Children's Theater, we're doing field trips. We're really serving schools during the week. I mean, you've kept going. And we've kept going. Despite all of what we just discussed. Right? Yes, we did. And, and during the pandemic, we did a lot of online work. And so we were creating videos. We were doing a lot of teaching. And I think that also made our transition back to in-person a lot easier. Um, we did have to cut back on staffing. So now staffing has, um, I think, been one of the larger challenges. Yeah. I think especially those teaching artists that are so in demand. We really have to keep um, recruiting them. And that's one of the nice things about this grant is we're going to be adding more bilingual educators. We're getting a lot of requests nice. for teachers to work in Spanish as well as in Ukrainian. There's just a lot of new children in our city. The possibilities are endless now. That's, they are. And they are. And so we're just gearing up so that we can serve more of them. And what are some of the, the dreams that you have right now for, for Timeline, PJ? Oh, well, the dreams is... I mean, is, new location. Yeah, finally bringing this... That's this being realized. ...long-standing um, dream to, to life in, in Uptown. And to, you know, again, create a space that's that's more than just a, a theater. That really is a gathering place in that community. So a space that's activated morning, noon, and and night with a cafe and bar yeah. and exhibit gallery and places to, to come and hang out and feel welcome, whether you have a ticket to see a play or, or you're wandering off the street, you know, not even knowing what, what timeline is yet. Love that. Well, just about a minute left with you both, but I, I'd love to hear what you all have coming up. You first, PJ. Uh, so uh, until the end of March, we have a play called Notes from the Field that is by the great Anna Devere Smith. Um, again, it's about the education system. I'm just reading the headlines in our city yesterday about, uh, you know, police being taken out of CPS schools. That That is a, a very much a, a topic of this play. And uh, it's, it's a really fascinating, powerful piece. Yeah. And Jackie? So next up for us is that wonderful musical, A Year with Frog and Toad, which is just one of the best set of children's books you could ever read. And then this is a fantastic musical. And we're really excited to bring it back to the stage at our theater in the West Loop. Awesome. That is Jacqueline Russell, who is the co-founder and artistic director of the Chicago Children's Theater, and PJ Powers, who's the artistic director of Timeline Theater Company. Thank you both so much, and congrats again. Thank you, and thanks to the Bayless family. Yes. Yeah. Thank you.